Hello and welcome to the I Can Do podcast with Benjamin Lee. We're here to talk about tips and strategies to have an I Can Do mindset when it comes to faith, family, fitness, and food. Let's go. Here's your host, Benjamin Lee. Hello and welcome to another episode of I Can Do. This is Benjamin Lee. I hope and pray all is well with you. So I've been thinking about a lot of things as of late. There are certain dates that stand out to me that are really important to me that really force me to slow down and to evaluate. These are the last six months of 2020. We're only in month number seven. Can you believe that? We're, I guess, officially now halfway through the year. What an amazing year. It's been just one of the most unbelievable years ever. And a lot of people have said, well, throw away 2020. Well, we're not going to do that. So maybe we just take that out of our mind, throw away 2020. There's been some very challenging years in times past. I read the book by Ryan Holiday, The Obstacle is the Way. I really enjoy that book. I need to read it again, actually. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's just reality. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be challenges that we're going to face in our lives. So we get to decide whether or not we're going to go through them or try to avoid them or, or get out of the way. We need to keep pushing forward. I will say that this this year, this pandemic that we are experiencing, the racial tension and and the issues that are taking place here in America, the the murder um, of, of of Floyd George Floyd in in Minneapolis has been I don't even know what's the term. It's it's been eye opening for sure. I've had so many conversations with people. I had at least 30 conversations with people as we talked about race, as we talked about Christianity, as we talked about the police and so much more. As I think about this year, it's got me thinking about really the last 10 years or 11 years. I say that because July 2nd, 2009 was when I first, I guess, officially began preaching full-time Prior to moving to Beaumont, Texas and enrolling in or becoming a part of a preacher training program at the Dallin Road Church of Christ there, I had been filling in and preaching uh, off and on in Columbia, Missouri for a few years. My very first sermon, I believe, was in 2002. I should take that back, really, because I was preaching. I grew up in a really small church, a church of about 10 people, so it was really small. And there would be times where my grandfather, he he planted those seeds early on about me getting into preaching one day. He would give me some opportunities. And then, and then in uh, Rockford, Illinois, where I lived for, lived for a number of years, uh, the preacher there, Brother Samuel Pounds, he gave me some opportunities as well. And he planted some more seeds. And then when I was in Missouri, I had the opportunity to to preach off and on for two or three years. And then that really gave me the, helped me to understand, okay, it's time for me to give this a shot. July 2nd was year number 11. And that's important for me for a couple of reasons. One, every year is a blessing, right? Two, when I got into preaching full time in Beaumont, Texas, 
One of the big things I was thinking about, and I, I truly don't remember whether or not this was from a book or an idea or someone else had shared something with me, but I was 30 at the time. And I did not want to look back. I said this, at least I was thinking this. I didn't want to look back when I was 40. So I was working with Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. I had been severed by the company. It had been a great ride, a great run. I learned so much. And after those eight years, it was time for me to move on. But I had some big decisions I really needed to make. I needed to figure out I needed to figure out what I was going to do. Should I apply for another pharmaceutical company? Should I try some different kind of sales? I'd been uh, kind of testing the testing for oil with respect to whether or not I should preach. I, I take that or took that analogy um, from this book called Halftime, where drilling for oil, the author would talk about right before you make a big investment, you need to see what's actually out there. And so I was really testing, I guess, to see, okay, is this something that I would want to do on a full-time basis? And I also knew something else that if I waited a decade, if I waited too long, if I waited until I was like 40, and I don't know where that number came from, but it just kept popping into my head. And I've written about this in one of my books that I published on Amazon called Gospel Preachers Listen and Learn. So I talk about this whole story of I didn't want to wait until I was 40. I knew that there was a need for preachers. And this is interesting as well. I was talking to a buddy of mine. There are not a lot of men who are lining up to be preachers. Uh, It's something that is essential. It is something that is very important. And unfortunately, we don't have a lot of men lining up or having this desire to, to preach full time. But at that time, I knew this is what I needed to do. Now, I didn't know if I could actually do it, though, but I was willing to take a risk, a chance. Why am I saying all of this? Well, I'm saying all of this because this podcast is called Creating Your Next 10 Years. 10 years seems so far away, doesn't it? But now as I look back the past 11 years, The only thing I really think about is, wow, that went really fast. I also think about those moments leading up to this decision. I I went to Beaumont, Texas to talk to the the pastors of the church there about whether or not uh, I'd be able to get into the program. And it was only about a month before I got the call that I had officially been severed with Pfizer. So I was actually asking people to pray that I would get let go because this is how badly I wanted to do it. Thank the Lord that prayer was answered. But as I look back, it's, it's really interesting. I wish I would have been journaling a lot more. I think this is something really important when it comes to journaling about just kind of taking down these daily thoughts, these daily these daily ideas that you have, because you can look back 10 years from now and, and, and see what you were thinking in 2020, especially now with the coronavirus era. But there was something that got me to that point where I said, if I wait too long, I may not do this. Have you ever felt that way with something? Maybe there's something that you really want to go after, but you just kind of delay and delay. Now, sometimes that delay is good. I've waited essentially eight years before I actually made that decision. And I think, I think I probably needed that entire time. 
But it's interesting as you get older how you start to understand, look, we're on the clock. The game clock is ticking. I'm in the third quarter, right? I got about 10 minutes left in the third quarter. Hopefully I got a full fourth quarter and some overtime and hopefully some double overtime. But I'm in the second, I'm in the second half called life. Time is running out. So as I think about the future and what I did in my 20s and what that decision I made when I was 30, it's so it's so easy to get caught up in these books that we read and the podcasts that we listen to and all these things that people say. But when you really take some time, you may notice in your own life that maybe you've already been doing a lot of these things that you see other people doing. As I take some time to reflect, and this is something hard for me to do, and maybe it's hard for you to do, because it's almost just like we have to keep producing. We have to keep doing more and more and more. But when we take the time to pause, to reflect, to give ourselves some space, you might just be amazed at what you've already done. As I think back to that decision, it is pretty scary. And I know God was at work. I had a sister in Christ. She mentioned this to me. She said, you know, you you use that language a lot, that God is working or God is at work. And I I fully believe that. Um, our, Our Father in Heaven is powerful and He is alive. And think about the providence of God. And Looking back at how I have gotten to where I am, it's only because of him. And as I think back to these past 10 years, I'm thankful that I took that risk, made that decision. That was a big decision for me and my wife. We sold our house. My wife had a really good job at a university. She um, obviously had to resign from there. And I took a huge pay cut. Leaving a pharmaceutical company, I'm thankful I had a compensation package that helped out a lot. But we essentially started over again. We left a lot of our stuff in Missouri, and we just we started over again. It would be eight years before we get got another house. But it was something that I just believed in so much, and my wife was there to encourage me. And I'm so glad that I did. I'm so glad that we did. Because it, it's just opened up so many doors. And so I'm, I'm just sharing all of this because I want you to think about creating your next 10 years. It's so easy to kind of live a life where all we do is respond instead of initiating and taking action and doing the best that we can. Now, we understand, particularly in 2020, that ultimately we are not in control, that we have plans, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're always going to come to pass. However, we still should at least try to plan, at least try to forecast, at least try to think about, all right, you know, I'm in my 20s or I'm in my 30s, I'm in my 40s, I'm in my 50s, I'm in my 60s. How much time do I have? What are some of those things that I just want to go after and potentially and even I'm even willing to fail at them? Too many times we let fear and failure stand in the way of so many wonderful opportunities. If we just, and I love to use this language, jump out of the boat. When I was in Israel in 2018 on the Sea of Galilee, I had to get in the water. I jumped out of the boat. It was a little nerve-wracking, but I, I just wanted to get in the water. 
Do you ever feel that way sometimes with life? You just want to jump out of the boat. You want to try a new adventure maybe. You want to get out there and give it a shot. But far too often, we just hang on to the rails. We stay in that safe, sweet spot. I'm so glad I didn't do that. And I'm not bragging here. I hope you don't take it this way. I'm just thinking back. You know, one of the things we need to do is really reflect of some of the things that we've done. It just really hit me even more thinking, wow. And, you know, we, I talk and you hear so many times people talking about this idea of creating and, and taking the initiative and, and getting after it and accomplishing the things you want to do. And I look back and I say, man, that decision was a really big decision. And I had to thank my wife again here recently for just going on this journey with me. Because looking back at it, it was a really big deal. And as I'm 41 now, you know, it gets harder sometimes to jump out of that boat. It's harder sometimes to let go of that guardrail and to take those big risks. But I think we still need to do it. Don't you agree? What do you want your next 10 years to look like? A great exercise to do is to get a sheet of paper, get a pen, and write down what would you like to see and do when you're 10 years older from now, what would you like to see when you look back over a decade? That's a long time, almost three presidents, right? Uh, Whether or not they get in for two, um, you know, uh, multiple times. But a decade's a long time. There's so much that we can get done in 10 years. But sometimes we just have to be willing to kind of lay out what it is that we actually want to get, go after and get after. Too many times it just it just feels overwhelming to do it, but then 10 years has passed, and then before you know it, you're like, what just happened? So who do you want to create your, who, who do you want to, what's the word, maybe have that control to create your future? When I say all of this, please don't mistake me again. I know that ultimately God is in control. But we also have to make some plans and and strive to do our best and plan and try to anticipate uh, the next steps, the next moves, the pivots that we may need to take in the future. So what do you want your future to look like? What are the next 10 years of your life going to look like? Has fear been holding you back? Maybe fear of what other people are going to say if you were to sell your house, leave a good job, and do something that you know needs to be done. What's your next 10 years going to look like? What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to go through? What kind of help are you willing to get to try to make that vision to come, come true? The goals that you have, maybe it's a nonprofit company, maybe it's traveling across the U.S., maybe it's traveling across the world, maybe it's learning how to speak in a public setting, maybe it's learning to learn, uh, maybe it's uh, learning a language, maybe it's maybe it's just writing a book, maybe it's none of those things. We kind of group certain things or goals or certain popular things that a lot of people want to do, and for good reason. All the things that I mentioned, I you know I, I love to travel, I love to to read and things like that, but maybe it's just something that you have been wanting to do. Well, when are you going to get started? What's holding you back? 
Ben Carson, Dr. Ben Carson has a great book on risk. And there are some questions that he has in this book that I've used before. Questions like, what's the best thing that could happen if you decide to do this? What's the worst thing that could happen if you decide to do this? What's the best thing that could happen if you don't do anything? What's the worst thing that could happen if you don't do anything? Create your next 10 years. What will that look like? How exciting is this? Just think about that. When I started with Pfizer in my early 20s, I was not thinking about my 30th birthday. I wasn't really thinking about what my 20s would look like. I wish going back now, I had a better plan because they went by really, really fast. But maybe I did, and I just didn't really know it. Because in my mid-20s, I began to try out different things, like preaching, invitations at the congregation where I attended, teaching Bible classes. I certainly was not the best. And my very first sermon in Rockford, Illinois, One More Night with the Frogs. I was listening to it here recently on Father's Day with my family, and it was awful, (laughs) just terrible. So I'm thankful. I don't believe they had that on their website. I'm really happy about that. So I want you to think about this a little bit. What are your next 10 years going to look like? You're on the clock. The clock is ticking. The time is now. Don't uh, don't allow other people to kind of dictate what you're going to do. Try to lay out a plan. Always remember Proverbs 3 and verse 5. You know what it says? If you don't, then I would encourage you to check it out. But do the best that you can. I think about Luke 14, the man who began to build. You got to have some kind of plan. You got to know what you're trying to accomplish and create and develop and establish. The next 10 years, it seems like a long time. But in a short amount of time, you'll be looking back and it will be up to you with whether or not you like the journey that you see, the roads that were traveled, the footprints and where they led, the decisions that were made. Create your next 10 years. I can do and so can you. Take care.